Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is December 6th. Hope things are going well for you. Yesterday, we had a mixed bag on Wall Street. Uh, we'll see what happens this week with ADP numbers rolling out this morning and some more information on a few earnings here and there. So, hey, glad you joined us again today. Remember that there are so many things that you and I, we, we just don't have any control over, but you can take control of your portfolio by knowing how much risk you have in that portfolio, making sure that it lines up with the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio based on your age, circumstances, and how close you are to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And with that, we've got Dave next. So let's find out whether it's going or coming this morning on Wall Street, shall we? We do this every morning with the help of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. And uh, gosh, Philip, one of my columnists is saying the rally is over. It's time to sell. Boy, they race to uh, declare us dead real fast, don't they? Well, you know, they, they, they're pretty quick to determine that, hey, it's time to sell or, you know, hey, you missed the bull market. You better get in now. So either way, they... they they try to talk up whichever way they want it to go. Yeah, we were talking about it before we got on the air. It's funny. Every time there's a shift in the market, it might just be a three-day shift. And, yeah, we got a couple, three days' worth of downtick going on here. But, uh, you know, they all race to declare this is a trend. And then if they should happen to be right, and like most of us, they only bat about 500. But if they should happen to be right, then we get ads advertising for clients for that consultancy firm for the next six months saying he called the recession or he called the downticker. He called Joe Biden's latest case of hiccups. I don't know, but it, it's amazing. We did have an off day yesterday, at least for the two blue chip indexes. Dow was down by 80. S&P was down by a rock-crushing 2.5. And the NASDAQ was actually up by about 44.5 points. I'm not sure I'm ready to say the rally's over, but then again, during November, I'm not really 100% ready to call it a major trendy rally either, even though I like the month. How about you? Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that can happen in the month of December, right? I mean, you can have people that uh, have some losses. They want to take those losses on their taxes against some gains. And the opposite can be true, right? They've got some losses on their books and they want to go ahead and sell off some of their winners to uh, to uh, maximize that uh, those losses. So, yeah, there's a lot of tax stuff going on this last month as well. Yeah, I gotta, the folks have to keep that in mind if they're panicking over indexes. December is one of those months where you got both external and internal factors. Number one, we got a Federal Reserve meeting next week with an interest rate decision that could change, that probably will be a market mover of one sort or another, depending upon what they do. But all those other factors that you're bringing in, if I got fat and sassy off of that uptick that we had during November, and those are long-term gains, this would be the ideal wet time for me to uh, get rid of some of the stocks I took a bath on liquidate those losses and offset my gains from November. I mean, a lot of external stuff goes into December as well. So when we talk about a Santa Claus rally, very often that Santa Claus rally that we see every December ends up being people, uh, you know, buying in and shifting their investments uh, based upon tax reasons, not even economic reasons. Well, that, that's true. I and mean, yeah, this is one time of year where um, taxes, uh, tax planning becomes an issue more importantly to a lot of folks than uh, just what the markets are doing. Absolutely. 
it is a time of the year, and this week especially, where we got a boatload of economic reports that are coming out. We got ADP uh, this morning. Uh, the private sector employment uh, in the country actually disappointed a little bit. They were expecting 120,000 private sector jobs added during uh, November. We only got 113,000. You put that together with the JOLTS report yesterday afternoon that basically didn't show anything resembling as many new jobs created last month. And we're kind of giving the Federal Reserve some data that might encourage them to keep interest rates on hold next week, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't want to correct you too much, Dave, but the, the actual number for the for the ADP was 103,000 jobs added. Um, oh, yeah, you put extra one yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, so so it was I thought it was a little bit more drastic than what you had said before we went on the air. So I went back and looked. 103. Um, and the estimate was anywhere from 120 to 130 uh, thousand new jobs would be added. Um, so that was a, a pretty significant miss. It was 113,000 mm-hmm. last month. So mm-hmm. um, 10,000 less than that. So I think it does show that there's some shrinking in the job market, especially when we go back and look at the JOLTS report from yesterday, where um, the expectation was 9.4 million job openings, and and that actually dropped by 700,000 down to 8.7 million job openings. And, And Dave, I think that's the lowest I can remember seeing since COVID hit. It's been a little while, and there, now I see the correction coming up on my ticker. My first report was 113, now, yeah, 103. So we don't have as many, we don't have as many jobs being created. We don't have as many jobs open. I just saw something else, labor costs revised down to 1.2% decrease in labor costs from the original uh, 0.8% rate. So labor's getting cheaper. We aren't creating as many jobs. Boy, if I were a Federal Reserve governor, I'd look at this and probably have another glass of cognac, wouldn't you? Yeah, you. if you were a Fed governor, you wouldn't be raising rates, right? You'd be saying, uh, this, yeah. this looks good to me. Yeah, we'd say, hey, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing down the line. Uh, we've got two other things coming out uh, over the week, over the next couple, three days. The big one, of course, on Friday for the official unemployment number. But we've got Challenger job cuts coming out tomorrow, the bookend of the job openings number and initial jobless claims for the week. We're starting to draw a picture off of our early two reports that the labor market is finally leveling off. I mean, yeah, the, at the very least, we can show a little bit of happiness when we're looking at under 4% unemployment rates and say it's not all that bad for the average worker with you know anecdotal stories of people having troubles. I mean, I'm feeling for them, but on a macro basis, the labor market is starting to do what the Federal Reserve wanted it to do, and I'm calling that good for the economy. I think so. Think I think so also. And you, you come into Friday and just think about this, Dave. If if we can get unemployment, I mean it's been three point nine. If we can get it to four percent on Friday, um, I think that'd be a big feather in the cap of the Federal Reserve, and they could say, "Let's pass." Um, you know, let's give it another couple months and see what happens because that would be definitely moving towards that, you know, what they call full employment, which is 5% unemployment. And and we haven't been there in a long time. I can't remember the last 5% number once we got past the pandemic. It's uh, it, 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 we've, we've been going gangbusters in the labor front, all that good news. Add that onto the fact that all of the inflation indications that we've had for the last few weeks 
including the PCE inflation. No, it's not as low as they want it to be, but everything is trending in the right direction. And uh, monetary policy, I think right now, appears to be just about tweaked to the right number. Uh, the other number that came out this morning was mortgage applications, new mortgage applications. They actually rose by 2.8% last week, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Uh, you dug down into a little farther, and you said that it's refis that are really going crazy, though. Yeah, they are, Dave. Refis were up 14% uh, week over week, and um, that was 10% higher than the same week a year ago. So some 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 good news there on the refi front, but let's face it, credit card interest has gone skyrocket crazy, and so people are probably becoming really under pressure and deciding I'd rather pay you know seven point two percent than thirty percent, and so they're they're refinancing, cashing out, and paying off those credit cards um, on the on the home front, new home purchases. Now that it fell. Um, it fell three tenths of a percent, and uh, and it's seventeen percent lower than it was a year ago. That's uh, not what we wanted to hear, was it? No. no, no. <laughs> Although, again, if I'm a Federal Reserve governor with a vote toward interest rate decisions, I'd have a glass of cognac and vote for holding steady next week. So, good news, bad news, bad news, good news, still holds in the economy down the line. Uh, it's a really quiet end of earnings season right now. I know we've got a couple, three household names due to report later on today, like uh, you know, like Campbell's Soup and Chewy, the pet delivery people. But we've got a couple of indications that might give us some at least uh, good news, maybe. What do you got? Well, you know, there's not much, like you said, not much out there. But there is one company that reported it's a management uh, software company. It helps you manage workflows and that kind of stuff called Asana. Um, once I said it a couple of times, I recognize the name. Uh, I, I, I know some companies that use it, but they um, not, they had a really good quarter. I mean, better than expected earnings. Uh, revenue was good. They gave upbeat guidance. Um, they did have management did have a couple of warnings, though. Um, they, they warned that the macro economic headwinds were still there and um, there's still something there they have to contend with. And their billings for the period so far have fallen short of what Wall Street estimates were. And so Ooh. Asana's getting beat up uh, pretty bad this morning, down uh, almost 15%. Gosh, you do well, as you say, it might not be as nice in the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tough room, you know, so. tough, tough room to play to this year. Uh, yesterday, like we said, blue chips were off by a bit. The more adventurous NASDAQs were up by a little bit. I'm seeing some green ink on my delayed quotes. I'm wondering if they're improved since the uh, macro figures came out this morning. How are we doing 45 minutes early? I think they've improved just a tad, Dave. Not not much, but we've got the Dow up a little over two-tenths of a percent, like $77. The S&P 500 is up uh, four-tenths of a percent, $19. And the NASDAQ 100 up six-tenths. Uh, with the Russell 2000 up a little over a half a percent. So everything's in, in pretty good green ink there. On the other side, we've got uh, silver up almost a tenth of a percent, gold up a little over a half a percent this morning. And then the one we'd love to see going down is going down this morning, Dave. Crude oil down almost one and a half percent to $71.27 a barrel. And that's why I'm seeing a little bit of uh, gas prices uh, in a couple places below $3. 
I haven't seen that for a couple of weeks. We had a downtick there for a spell, and it bounced back. I need to gas up. Good timing for me today. Uh, overseas markets, uh, one of the reasons that the oil prices are going down is expectations of slower growth in the Asian rim, and that shows the uh, the uh, Chinese indexes were both off by a little bit this morning. A little bit of dead cat bounce on the rest of the indexes over in Hong Kong. They were up by eight-tenths of a percent after a really bad day yesterday. Most of the Asian rim is up by a little bit this morning. Not really exciting but at least up again. Europe is up by in the third of a percent range across the board this morning, halfway through their trading day. Getting a plan for retirement uh, when you're a victim to what could happen 5,000 miles overseas from us, let alone what happens in New York, kind of scary at times. How do I get a hold of you to minimize the risk in my retirement portfolio? Dave, those are the reasons that we developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend, Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll check in with each other tomorrow morning to see how they did with uh, Campbell's Soup, the rest of them, and uh, find out what those unemployment claims look like. I wouldn't mind seeing a trend continue through the week because I really do not want to have a mid-December rate bump. No, me either. So hopefully we'll, we'll get some good numbers. <laughs> I got you. We'll see you in the morning, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow. So long.